Um, so we get to the hotel, and what's up, Solomon? What's, what's happening? Up, man? How are you? Yeah, all right. Doc, what's up? How are you? Um, so we're telling our story about getting into L.A. last night. So we get into the hotel. It's like one fifteen Central Time. No, it's like 2 o'clock Central yeah. Time. Yeah. And Slay had delivered world – what is it? Worldwide, Worldwide tacos, tacos. The best tacos you will ever eat in your entire life are made right here in L.A. Ain't no doubt about that. that Do right. you know them? <laughs> I don't know about th- that specific taco. I'm born and raised in L.A. Oh, okay. Oh. You get a taco around here, yeah. though. Oh. Yeah. yeah, we that's what we specialize mm-hmm. in. We we can do a taco. Yeah. It it was by far the best taco I've ever I'm had in my entire ding, life. Ding, ding, ding. Like two hours later I was still texting the boys about it. I'm well, like I can't stop thinking about this it's taco. So good. Well we needed we needed something to wash down the taco, so uh, we might have had a bottle of something that Kirby had delivered, but we needed a mixer. So literally me and Slay, as we did in New York, when we got yeah. to New York, we're walking the streets of LA at like two thirty in the morning, streets, which is baby. not not probably a smart it's thing. Streets. Not downtown. No. <laughs> hey, we made it. Like, nah. We made it. It's much better now. Solomon Wilcott uh, joins us now. Solomon, great to have you on. We had you on a couple a couple weeks ago yep. uh, before the uh, Bengals-Titans matchup, um, and it went about like you said. Yeah, you uh, guys are laughing at me, man. I was taking body blow. <laughs> pop, pop. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Dom was off that night, so. I, I was going to say, I was off, so I missed all of this. Yeah. Oh, they uh, were – Hey, they were wearing me out, man. I can <laughs> tell you. They were like, they just knew that number one seed was going to do all the work. Yeah. 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 You think yeah. about that all watching sold. the game? God, that, that Nashville station, man, were they wrong. Yeah, Wilcox was <laughs> like, well, you know, if this happens, this happens. Cincinnati will win this game. We're like, yeah, great. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, no, that was a, I mean, Titans fans are still upset about I that know, game. Man. <laughs> listen, I, I still, listen, I, and I appreciate Mike Vrabel. I think he's a. He's a great coach. Not a yeah. good one, but a great one. I think he teaches the game the right way. Yeah. And he, even he was looking stunned at that scoreboard in the final second. He was like, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? I could just see it. Are you kidding me? How did this team come in here and beat us? It wasn't supposed to happen. It like wasn't supposed to happen, man. It just – but there, that, this is what I tell people all the time about the NFL. Mm. This ain't no best four out of seven kind of deal. Right. We don't play no series. Right. We play one day. Yep. And on any given day, right. I'm telling you now, anything can go down. That's the especially sport, if right? we pick you off on the first play of the game. Man. Yeah. yeah. Now, Open up like this. Yeah. See, and that, you know what that did? It hijacked the crowd. Yeah. It hijacked the confidence of the opposing team. That's called like in a boxing match. It's like coming out, bam, hitting yeah. them in the mouth. Yeah. Right. You yeah. just hit them in the mouth, and now they're like, huh, huh, everybody like playing on the heels right. now. Everybody knows that when Jesse Bates intercepted that first pass of the game by Ryan Tannehill, the entire crowd for the rest of the day had Anjana. Couldn't quite breathe. What what, what was about to happen here? I mean, but that's how it happened. That's how you go into someone else's place and beat them. It's about momentum, and it's about stealing that energy that they normally use to play bully ball themselves. So See, good. and this is a great segue into what you've got going on today. That's you've right. got a guest with you, and I hey, think man. Titans fans collectively needed one of these bio-heart machines. They did. Right? They really did. All season long, actually. <laughs> they yeah, really probably, did. Because the, the post was at a whole nother level, and uh, I'm right now I'm joined by the architect and the inventor of the bio-heart heart monitor, well, Koss, tell them about the BioHeart Heart Monitor and, and just how much information that you can share with your doctor and really help you if you're someone who has suffered from a, a cardio event. 
Uh oh, hang on. Let's hang on. let's make sure we got your mic on. Come on, Kirby. <laughs> Kirby Kirby's turn him up. Turn him up. Turn him up. Turn the doctor there up. There you go, Doc. Uh, he's thanks. Hey, he's go, clearly doc. the smartest guy <laughs> sitting here right now. He's so. too well dressed and not have a mic. On. Right. Uh, let's go. Yeah. Well, thanks, Alvin. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah. So you know a little bit just about Biotricity. We're a medical device company, and our yeah. products actually used by 1,500 cardiologists. And what we found is that you know it's the number one killer, but um, cardiac uh, patients and people with risk they don't actually have something to monitor them for personal use. You know, sports fans, you have athletes that actually have um, intermittent or asymptomatic issues and they drop in the field. And so we took all our medical technology and converted it into a monitor that you can wear and collect days, weeks, months, years of data, as opposed to like something on an Apple Watch, which is 30 seconds of data. So it, this is a lot of prevention taking place right here. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly prevention. And, you know, one of the things that people don't realize is that a lot of this stuff, you know, that's why they call it the silent killer. Nobody right. actually knows what's happening. Yep. Um, and so if you have a device that can actually collect long-term data, you can actually see that information. And you can actually right. go back in time. Otherwise, it's Do you like, have it on, Solomon? I have the heart monitor on. Nice. And you're looking at the app. It's on my cell phone. Mm. And I can literally record on my cell phone, right? It's like an EKG. Yeah. And I can Looks record like that data. And then I can share it with my physician, right? So I don't have to wait to, like, go to the doctor's office and, hey, here's what I experienced. Here's right. what I felt like. And then if I don't feel that way, if I feel better while I'm at the doctor's office, he's just going to say, okay, well, let me know if it happens again. Well, I may not be back ever again. Right. So if but, something's really yeah, wrong. Yeah. This is going to allow me to record the data, what's going on. And we need long periods of information. Like you said, some of these episodes happen intermittently I mean every now and then mm -hmm. and so i can record this and share that data with my doctor this is phenomenal um remote biometric monitoring it's Probably phenomenal good for people too like me who have anxiety and panic attacks mm. and stuff like that to kind of determine <laughs> if it's something like serious or if it's more physical correct. or psychological yes, right exactly. yeah absolutely does it matter for age uh, or, or doesn't because a lot no. of high school students you see falling out. You laugh because you know it's true. I, I no, had a, a true. part of mine that um, coached with me, and one of his kids collapsed on the floor, and they had no idea it was in great health. But no, that's exactly right. Actually, you know, it's we designed it so it's actually better for both older. So the bigger problem is older generation and younger generation gotcha. because they're not just compliant. They don't want to wear anything that's a medical device that people can see. So yeah. we made it. You know, you can't tell that somebody's wearing it. It's a strap. You just go about doing your – you can go play soccer, go play football, do whatever right. you're doing, and it's collecting the data. So, Bioheart.com is the uh, website there. So Solomon Wilcox, uh, as a former Bengal, um, w which fan base is going to need to hit this uh, Bioheart.com web <laughs> website? Uh, in this game coming up this weekend. It might be good for all of them to wear it during, <laughs> during, during the game because I think it's going to be that kind of game. Remember Zach Taylor, head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, was standing next to Sean McVay in 2018 when they lost in the Super Bowl to the Patriots. And then uh, just a week after that, he was hired as the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, um, lost a lot of games over his first two years, including last season with Joe Burrow where he only had him for the first ten games. Um, but Zach Taylor has really grown as an excellent play caller. Um, he really has his finger on the pulse of his football team. He was right here in L.A., so he kind of knows the yep. lay of the land, right, where the traps are. Tell his players, yeah. stay away from there. Yeah. Don't go hanging out with those guys yeah. downtown getting tacos, yeah. right? And, uh, in the morning. But, but no, this, this is going to be a good game because 
you guys know this. I think Titans fans know this. You can sack Joe Burrow, yeah, but it don't mean you can beat him, right? Mm-hmm. I've never seen a guy who literally manages a game in a way where he'll take a sack before he throws a pick. Yeah. He'll take a sack on first down knowing he still has two downs to get another first down. Yeah. He ain't taking a sack on third down. I saw him manage a game in a way that I never saw a young quarterback. Most guys, you know, get sacked that much. Dude, they're rattled. They're shook. They ain't shaking that off and still coming up, making plays, throwing the football. But he took some of those sacks. All nine of those weren't on the offensive line. Right. Okay. But he knew the complexity of that Titan secondary. And, um, you know, <laughs> hey, Bayard and those guys, they're really good on the back end of defense. You don't just throw it carelessly into that secondary. Yeah. So he was going to take the sack. Knowing it's first down, I'll come back on second and third to convert and get a new set of downs. That that's that's operating at a whole nother level of understanding how to manage a ball game. I do know this. He came from behind on the Chiefs, week seventeen, three times down fourteen points. Yeah. In the AFC championship game, he came back down eighteen points on the road at Arrowhead. Not an easy place to play. No. This guy's got greater poise than you would ever think. And he plays from the neck up as good as any quarterback I've ever seen two years into his career. So so what is it? Let me ask you, what is it that's driving him? We understand Joe Burrow. We understand his defense is pretty good, especially in the trenches. But what is it that's driving him? Is it the coaching when you look at him and, and you think about the game and they maybe get too cute or maybe outcoach themselves as far as the opponent goes? And then you look up, man, you're in a dogfight, you're like, like you said, Mike Vrabel looking at the clock like, hold on, wait, what, what happened to the time? So what is it with Cincinnati? What's putting them over the hump? If you look at the postseason games, there are three playoff games. Every last one of them ended with the Bengals' defense coming up with an interception. Yeah. Right? Got one off Derek Carr, yeah. closed it out. Got one off Tannehill at the end of the game, right. closed it out. Got one off Patrick Mahomes, yeah. end of the game, closed it out. So when you do that, and you have a quarterback that manages a game in a way that he's going to set you up next thing you know, he's sticking in the dagger. They have a field goal kicker that has kicked four field goals in each one of their three postseason games. That dude is putting in work, and he's just a rookie. And he's very confident. He's very confident. And so 12 points a game just in the kicking game. So it's enough, man, it's enough to turn things into the favor of the underdog. It's just – you don't have to be a world beater. All I got to do is be better than you on that day. Right. And the Rams are beatable. I, mean, I don't know why everybody's sitting around here acting like Rams. <laughs> Greatest show, you know, at SoFi. <laughs> I mean, but they're the Rams. I respect the Rams. They are a good team. But we saw them take their lumps this year. Yeah. Yo, Titans came up in here on a Sunday night game, and Jeffrey Simmons just put it on them. About that guy. Kevin Byer put it on them. Yeah. They're beatable. Why are we sitting there acting like this is an impossible thing? Yeah. We need to just play this game today and get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready, man. I want to go back to it. to the Zach Taylor McVeigh mm-hmm. kind of connection because you mentioned it. You know, he was standing right next to McVeigh That's right. last time in the in the big game. Yep. So. How much of an advantage is that, do you really think? I mean, from the outside, we can say, oh, it's an advantage. He knows how he thinks. He yeah. knows how he play calls. He knows yeah. He knows all of that. But on the inside, how much of an advantage is that for Zach Taylor, even if it's just a, a mental of McVay maybe thinking, okay, well, he knows this is what I like to do. This yeah. is my tendency. Do I need yeah. to change it? Good coaches 
Um, they understand X's and O's, so they understand tendencies, right? That's what that's what you kind of just described. But really, really good coaches understand psychologically how you tick, what makes you tick, how you think, what are the things you're most concerned about, what are the things that you would do in certain situations. Are you pro, are you protective, or are you proactive? Spend enough time with someone, you get to understand what how they think, what the psychology is. And it is that kind of information, that kind of data, right, that allows you to leverage, I think, um, the ability to put together a game plan that will attack certain areas and make you think. I'll give you one. In a game like this, every coach, because you have two weeks to prepare, you should have a trick play. If you don't have a trick play, you should have a play in, in the game plan that you have not run all season long because you got two weeks to practice it. You can't do this during the regular season yeah. when you only have one week. So you got two weeks you should have, and you better run it early in the game, mm-hmm. right, when people are least expected, right? Late in the game, when the game is on the line and critical moments occur, it's like, okay, watch out for this, watch out for that. Early in the game, people don't know what to watch out for because at, at that point you're still getting a feel for the game. Right. So that just gives you an idea. Uh, and knowing how that other guy thinks, that's where I would – look to implement that play based on what my read is on that other opponent and on that coach psychologically. Solomon Wilcox, Emmy award-winning broadcaster at Solomon's Wisdom, former Bengal DB, and uh, does a podcast on the Believe Podcast Network with we had Blaine. We had our boy Blaine Bishop on there yes, you yeah. did. <laughs> prior to the game. Yeah. They laughed at me, too, just like you guys did. She well, didn't. She didn't. You I was guys did. we, we get to talk with your co-host tomorrow, yeah. Adam Pac-Man Jones. Here. Yeah, oh, you're going to love that. Hey, listen, That's man. my boy. Y'all yeah. remember Adam. Y'all remember oh, yeah, Pac-Man. Yeah, that's my man. That's yeah. my man. He, yeah. um, he FaceTimed me before okay. the game started. Cool. It was after It was after the interception, though, yeah. and we made a bet, so I owe my Jeff Ruby State. Oh, you got to get him down there. He wrong. For FaceTiming me and making me do that after the pick. He's sucking me in. That ain't man. right. That ain't that's right. That's Atlanta stuff, that man. Right. That's Atlanta stuff. Thanks for having us, yes, guys. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Thank Let, you, Doc. Tell everybody they can go to www.bioheart.com if you want to take a look at this heart monitor. You have someone that you're concerned about, family, friends, or loved one. This is an excellent device that will give you peace of mind. Available without a prescription, too, which right. is great. Uh, bioheart.com. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks. you, guys.